Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I am your host and sober coach, Courtney Anderson. You are listening to episode 164. We have a wonderful guest today. Our guest today is Gail McDonald. Gail McDonald is a life and sobriety coach, teacher, author, and she is the host of the Sober Bliss Podcast. I love talking with Gail. I was uh, able to talk with her on her podcast a while ago. So if you haven't listened to that one, listen to it. Again, her podcast is called Sober Bliss. And then you can listen to this one. And it's just great. I love when us podcast hosts get to switch because it really is nice being interviewed. And I know that they feel the same way. A little switch off, right? So Gail talks to us today about mindset and how she switched her mindset around when she was in the process of quitting drinking and then when she was in it, right? And looked at it a different way. If I can say that is the one of the biggest keys in the beginning, I know it's so easy to feel like you are missing out in all of this stuff and why you, why you, why you, why can't you drink, mother effer, all that stuff. Like this isn't fair, all of that, okay? I, I get it. I understand it. I was in it. But then there's a process where it shifts and you're like, God, I'm not waking up hungover. I don't have to do the apology tour, all of that stuff that you're no longer in. And it's like, what was I really missing out in the first place? So the sooner you can look at this as a positive thing in your life, uh, rather than that you are somehow being you are somehow being screwed by the universe because you can't drink alcohol. It's not the case. And you, when you get sober and you get that clarity and you, and you start waking up to the fact of seeing around you like, yeah, this is actually, this is actually a good thing. And that's where I want you to look at it. And the, the mindset of going into this, of how much your life is going to improve, it makes such a difference. And it helps for those early days when it when you want to say fuck it and 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 just go straight to the bottle. When you practice that mindset shift and you, then you have the awareness to that. So Gail shares more about it, which she so she so explains in such a beautiful way and an easy, comprehensive way to take with you where you're like, okay, cool, I got this. I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure if you haven't to grab a copy of my book, Sober Vibes, A Guide to Helping You in Your First Three Months Without Alcohol. I walk you through those first three months. And if you're after that point, still pick it up because it has helped many who are past that three-month mark. It's great reminders, and I'm sure there's going to be something in there that is going to, you're going to hear that you haven't heard before. Trust and believe in you. This is something you need to keep hearing along your journey. Also, too, if you are needing extra support in your journey, please feel free to check out the Sobriety Circle, formerly known as The Fix. Tons of ladies in there right now, really supportive of one another. I love seeing that. Meetings, weekly meetings. There's about two meetings a week. I don't want to overwhelm you. It's a separate app. And then starting this month, I am, as in the month of January of 2024, I'm adding a workshop to it. And that workshop is actually recorded. So you can always watch that back. 
and it will always be there for you if you cannot make the live workshop. So I'm going to be doing a monthly workshop in there, which I'm excited about. A lot of the calls are coaching calls and the sober check-ins. There is a book club, personal development, affirmations, journal prompts, all in one for you. And like I said, there's support and accountability and other women in there who are doing the damn thing and they are doing it. Please use code 2024 at checkout to save $10 off your first month. All right. If you need any other resources, please check the links in the show notes as well as check out the sponsors for the month of January. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Enjoy. Hi, Gail. Thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Courtney. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here. I know. It's great talking to you. We talked on your your podcast a couple of months ago. We did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And it was, I've had such lovely feedback. Everybody really enjoyed the episode. Oh, you good. So inspiring. You were. Good, good. Well, I enjoyed talking to you. So I'm glad you're here on the Sober Vibes podcast today to share with us about you. And when did you get sober? I got sober on the 28th of March in 2018. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And how has that process been for you? You know what? It's been really nice. (laughs) And I wasn't expecting to say that Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. before I quit drinking, I was really worried that it would be hard and I would be miserable and it would be a struggle every single day and that I just would miss drinking and all of those things and it really put me off trying because Mm -hmm. of the preconception I had about what it would be like to drink not to drink Mm -hmm. and also I couldn't imagine not drinking so that was really scary because what do people do on a Friday or a Wednesday when they don't drink that was my initial thought and I went into a panic when I tried to imagine what my life would look like without alcohol in it Mm -hmm. but in the end it was nothing like I imagined it at all and that I think partly because I kind of had the intention that I would make it as lovely an experience as possible I didn't Mm -hmm. know how I would do that but I went into it with a positive attitude, if mm-hmm. you like. Mm-hmm. So what did you end up what did you end up then doing on Friday nights when okay. you gave up alcohol? What was it? Because everybody's always different, but that's it's a huge major fear for people. And mm-hmm. and if you don't have that fear, then you'll have it at some point. It comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, the first two months, it doesn't matter what night it was, the first two months were basically on the sofa with tea and cake, not (laughs) moving. (laughs) We we found some weirdly Danish crime DVDs to watch Mm -hmm. with subtitles. So we had to focus on those. So Mm -hmm. there was no way that I could drink having to read subtitles. So we found something to watch to occupy my mind and I had tea and cake Mm -hmm. and that's what I did for two whole months Mm -hmm. and then gradually 
I shifted away from that and there was a bit of variety. And and Friday nights actually became family night. So we would make a pizza together and the kids would choose the toppings and they would put the toppings on and help make the dough. And we would have a, a movie for that particular night. So it very much became a focus on the kids and family time. And in the summer, obviously, it's too hot to eat pizza because we lived in Spain then. So it would be something different or we would be outside or or whatever. I love that. But I love that you eventually then put the focus into on a Friday night, like the the family night, right? And doing something yeah. of having it being fun and interactive for, for everyone of mm. making pizza and then all watching a movie together. I mean, that really is some wholesome fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and just such bonding time and some quality time that you mm-hmm. can experience. And mm-hmm. that is not going to cost you a ton of money. And it's it's making memories for a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a kind of thing that I wanted to do when I was drinking. And I suppose I thought that I was doing that Friday night was like, woohoo, fun night and let's mm-hmm. do this. Maybe we did have a pizza, but the atmosphere just wasn't the same because the more I drank, the more the focus came on to me and didn't matter what anybody else wanted to watch, for example, or what they wanted on the pizza, because the more I drank, the more selfish I became. And it was all about me, 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 and I want to have a good time. And that wasn't a, a good place to be in. Right. But it was nice to to be that mum that I thought I was. Right. How long did it take for you to recognize that in yours when you quit drinking alcohol? Because that's a process to recognize how you actually did come off and see how you impacted others. I'm not sure, really. I think, like you said, it's a gradual process. Mm-hmm. And the more I kind of got in touch with myself through sobriety, the more I understood myself, the more I came to accept that, yeah, there were times when I wasn't a very nice person. Mm-hmm. And I suppose over time, it's become more and more evident just how much better I am as a mom and a partner and a friend Mm -hmm. without the alcohol I think it's a gradual learning process that we go through Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I do too like how you said that though because I want to go back to this because I think there's an importance here where a lot of people especially busy moms working moms just moms in general women in general where we think that we have to be doing the most all the time right Mm. So your first couple months kind of reminds me of my first couple months where it's just like I had to just sit still (laughs) and binge watch something wholesome and Mm -hmm. and keep busy with my hands. Um, But did in that period of time, did you ever think like I should be doing more or were you okay with being on your couch watching some Danish movies, DVDs? Focusing on subtitles and just eating or drinking some tea and and eating cake. Were you fine with that? Like, this is what I need to do. I was at first. Good. Okay. Yeah. Because there is this need and I hear it from my clients all the time. Maybe I should be 
working out or going for a run or going on a diet and doing all the other things because mm. I am in inverted commas sober now and in inverted commas I can because I've got all of this again in inverted commas energy but really I think it just puts too much pressure on us and mm -hmm. the way I thought about it was it's okay right now to just not drink that's mm -hmm. all you have to focus on mm -hmm. and however you can do that Gail just do that mm -hmm. so yeah and it was a bit of an indulgence I think to sit on the sofa every night with tea and cake so I, I quite enjoyed it but I definitely needed it to do nothing else but yeah yeah I just told a, a friend of mine today that rest is doing something in the process of giving up alcohol yeah. That your body really does need it and crave it. And there were many nights that you weren't getting quality sleep. So it's okay currently right now just to rest. And that's doing something because you are healing your body and, and giving it something that it has not gotten in a very long time. So yeah. I just wanted to highlight that of the tea and the cake on the couch of that is that it's okay to do. I, mm. a lot of people, I think when they quit drinking alcohol, it's like, okay, I gave up alcohol now exactly what you said. I need to be going to do this, this, and this. And it's like part of breaking that cycle of giving up alcohol and being in that cycle is to actually just allow yourself to rest and recognize mm. the healing process of this. Because yeah. I know a lot of people don't really want to use the word recovery if mm. they don't identify with having a major major drinking problem. But the reality of it is when you quit drinking alcohol for anybody, there is a recovery process you have yeah. to go through mind, body, and soul. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I would add to that and say that I also napped a lot. Mm -hmm. And after the two months, then naturally I felt, okay, I might be ready to do something now. And I started yeah. walking as well and gradually started to bring in other bit, other practices like meditation and yoga and those kind of things. But they were natural progressions, I suppose. I, Because of the rest and the stillness, then I was able to listen to say what I needed next. Mm -hmm. Nothing was forced. And I think that's important. Yeah. To just listen to your body and just mm. see what it's saying for you to do next. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You, because where do you live now? I just literally moved back to the UK. Okay. A month ago. Yeah. I do because I have, I don't think I've brought this up many times on this podcast, but how. How was it for you quitting drinking alcohol in Europe? Because it is very, mm -hmm. I mean, all of the majority of parts of the world are very heavily influenced with alcohol. But over in the in Europe, yeah. it is okay and acceptable to drink at a very, very young age. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much part of the culture, the yes. social part of it. Yeah. Right. But like in the United States, it's like, no, 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 no. You cannot drink till you're 21. I know mm. some families allow it at a certain point, but it would almost be like semi-child abuse if you were letting your kid drink alcohol in the United States at 12, right? Mm. 
Yeah. So yeah. how was that for you? How uh, to give up alcohol in such in it was embedded in your culture? Well, I would I'm British, so the British mm-hmm. culture is not quite the same as the European culture. Okay. In an right. English family, it's not acceptable to give your kid wine at dinner when they're 12 years old that's more French French however in my little Spanish village that I lived in I think there were about a thousand people and there were nine bars to accommodate only a thousand people so that's a big number of bars per Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and it is a very social thing at 10 o'clock in the morning when the builders and other tradesmen would break for breakfast they would pass around a bottle of beer to go with their ham sandwich. So it was everywhere all the time. But again, it's more a social thing. So, yeah, you might get a beer at 10 in the morning, but it would just be a sip or it would be a small glass. Whereas in the British culture, which I was used to, I was very much a home drinker. You would drink to get hammered, basically. Mm-hmm. We would drink at home all night. We wouldn't do what the Spanish do. And that's my experience. Go out at eight, have a one drink at the bar and then go home and have your dinner. It mm-hmm. was quite different. So from that point of view, it wasn't too bad because it's quite common to go out again in my village, is my experience, and have an alcohol-free beer. Mm. That's fine and nobody batted an eyelid what are you drinking oh, I'll have a aquarius or a soda water or an alcohol-free beer no problem so mm-hmm. it, there wasn't that kind of pressure that social um, pressure yeah not That's at all good. which helped massively it really did not that we went out very often I have to add <laughs> but that's good that that pressure wasn't there hey California sober peeps this product is for you. Discover a new way to unwind and elevate your mood without alcohol. Introducing Cycling Frogs THC and CBD seltzers. There are two seltzers, one that has 2% THC and with CBD in it as well, and then another one that has 5% THC in it, okay? This is a seltzer to an uplifting buzz without the booze. Enjoy the calming effects without compromising on the joy of a flavorful, refreshing beverage. These guilt-free seltzers are low in calories, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Each sip bursts with real fruit goodness, perfectly aligning with your wellness and California sober goals. Visit cyclingfrog.com or use the link in the show notes below and get 20% off your purchase in the month of January using code SOBER2024. Again, the link is in the show notes below and use code SOBER2024. Enjoy. I want to share with you today about a new product that I love. Sober Vibes and Exact Nature have a shared mission, helping you get sober and thrive. Exact Nature's healthy, all-natural CBD products can help. They're made for changes in mood, focus, cravings, and sleep that can be a part of getting sober. Founded by a father and son, both in addiction recovery, they know these challenges firsthand and have created a line of products to amplify the hope in your journey. 
Exact Nature offers oils, soft gels, gummies, and creams. Detox for cravings, serenity for calm and focus, and Z's for better sleep. There are thousands of CBD products on the market, but only Exact Natures are made for those of us in recovery. I'm a big fan of the serenity. For 20% off your order, use code SV20 for 20% off your order at exactnature.com. That is E X A C T N A T U R E.com. The link will also be in the show notes below. You can use that code now and all year long. It's time to start feeling your best self and you can learn more at exactnature.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. I strongly recommend CBD to help you along your sobriety and recovery journey. Exact Nature now offers free shipping on all orders. In your process of quitting drinking, you are going to share today about the mindset shifts that helped you in the process of you quitting drinking. What are what were some that helped you? And I'm sure that you still take it with you today. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of like what I said at the beginning, I decided that instead of worrying about the process of quitting drinking, I would make it as lovely an experience as I possibly could. So that was the main focus. I made a promise to myself that I would celebrate myself often. I would treat myself often. And that is not spending a ton of money on things. It was just doing something nice, which involved, as I said, a lot of tea and cake in the beginning. But I also had a really powerful mantra that I talk about a lot. And the mantra was... I am not drinking no matter what. And that really helped me because it took away the decision making process. Because a lot of the struggle that I encountered was shall I, shall I not, how much, when maybe I'll stop for this weekend, or maybe I'll stop during the week, or maybe I'll stop for a month. To say to myself, I'm just not drinking no matter what, was super helpful because I didn't say I'm never, ever drinking again because the whole forever thing was just too big and scary. Mm -hmm. But it also was kind of where I am now and also where I could be tomorrow. And it just took away that decision. And also accountability in some ways. So I knew that no matter what happened, no matter if it was a good day or a bad day, if I was sad or happy, then I just wasn't drinking. Mm -hmm. That was it. So then, of course, I had to figure out, well, what am I going to do instead? Which is where the other, how do I relax? How do I have a treat? How do I cope with stress? Those kind of things would come in. But it shifted the focus away from the alcohol and mm -hmm. onto living an alcohol-free life. Mm -hmm. And that really helped because it made me focus on not what I was giving up, but more on what I was doing now. What was I doing instead? And yeah, that really, really helped. That's good. Those are great. I mean, those are great tips, especially too with that mantra. I'm I'm not drinking no matter what. That's a good mm -hmm. one. I say yeah. I say something in my uh, group coaching program where I, I have said alcohol is no longer the option. 
Yeah, exactly. And when you put, or yes, or the choice, however you want to say that, or however taking your mantra and, and for the listener to put it, connect with it how you want to, if you want to take some words out, add some in, but it is the, it's when you shift your mindset around that, it's, mm-hmm. it makes for, I believe a little bit of an easier time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it does come down to, too, it's like how, how, when you keep giving in and drinking alcohol, when it keeps happening, it's like, what are you learning from this? And at what point are you going to decide that, you know what, this just ends the same? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Right. And that mantra or what you said, it's not an option anymore. It's, it's simple, but it's powerful because it kind of breaks the loop if you like it allows you to step over that threshold and try something different and Mm -hmm. allow yourself to explore and experiment instead of reverting back again and again to the old same old same old which yeah never ends well right right well thank you for sharing all of that those are good tips and I (laughs) and I I hope I hope you listening right now, you'll you'll take that and and figure out how those tips work best for you. So this episode will be airing in 2024, in the beginning of 2024. And what would you what would you say to somebody who's looking to quit drinking in 2024? I would say that there's so much more for you in 2024 if you do choose differently if you do remove the alcohol from the equation and go for it you know what it's like to drink so why not explore and experiment and see what it's like not to drink and come at this from a place of kindness and love and sitting on the couch drinking tea eating cake you deserve a bit of a break you deserve a rest and to treat yourself so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that and too I mean just for anyone starting their alcohol-free journey in 2024 just imagine how different your life is gonna look Mm. if you keep going in this year not drinking alcohol today I mean, yeah. I guarantee, I, I don't want to overwhelm anybody by giving them the whole like gas a year without booze, but just, just think of that, like, almost, like a challenge of mm. saying of like giving yourself that challenge, like, yeah, with the possibilities of my life looking very differently in one year, it's, it will, it's oh, incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And maybe focus on that. Maybe have a little vision or think about how you will feel and connect to those powerful emotions of and feelings of what it would be like to be a whole year alcohol free because it's a good feeling very mm-hmm. good feeling mm-hmm. it is it is yeah. well thank you gail thank you for coming on the show and where can people find you you can find me online i've got a website soberbliss.com i've also got a book out soberbliss quit drinking feel good so honestly, if you type in Sober Bliss, I'm bound to pop up somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Did your book just come out? Came out end of October. 
Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So, and what's your book? January, it'll help you through dry January. Yes, absolutely. And what is your book about? It's a three month plan that I wrote for my one to one client, basically. Nice. And it takes you through the whole three months. And the focus is on how to quit drinking and feel good about it, mm-hmm. which is what I did. And over five years later, it's still still working. I'm still mm-hmm. feeling good. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. As writing a book is not an easy process. No. <laughs> it's not an easy process. And then putting the energy out to the world and um, sharing that book with people is that's a job too. So, Mm, so well, congratulations on all that. And yes, I will put all, I will put your podcast, your website, your book information will all be in the show notes below. So definitely check out Gail. And again, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today. Oh, thanks, Courtney. It's been so nice. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you were here too. And thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.